Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Darren Chua is from Singapore. He came to Taiwan to help expand Curves, which is a women-only fitness club that already exists worldwide. He then fell in love with Taiwan, married a Taiwanese wife, and together they have two sons. Darren not only works for Curves, but also runs Ideal Space, a workspace that offers all kinds of services. Today, Darren is going to talk about another of his interests, and that is in renewable energy. So when I got into renewable energy, I saw the advantage of what renewable energy could bring. It's you know profitable at at a moment at, at the same time, and also so it contributes to you know societal environmental benefits, where we produce clean and green energy for people and. Right now, it's a growing trend. We have a lot of countries, you know, pledging to be carbon neutral by you know two zero two five, two zero three zero. Do you think it's feasible? Well, I mean, <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Yes, I mean that's that's what people are always talking about. I mean, like you know, Bill Gates even wrote a book about it, right? Yeah. So I think the future is going to towards you know cleaner renewable energy, and there's always this debate about you know is nuclear power considered renewable energy? Yeah. Do you? So you know, I get questioned a lot about that. Yeah, and you know, for me, it's like I I sit on the fence on this, okay. and, and and it's often when you talk about energy, it's often a very political. Why yeah. does it have to be that way? <laughs> it, it yeah, I mean, it's like you know, things are always simple, but you know, everything could be turned into a political tool weapon. I I feel that you know, nuclear if harnessed in a proper way, and also um, if the waste are um, handled in a proper way, a responsible way, I think it would be great. But I think you know, as we all know, what happened in Fukushima, and you know, with with you know the backlash, you know, the the harmful effects on the environment, yes. on the economy, you know, people are taking a step back from, if not nuclear, what else? Mm. So the most obvious, um, you know, choice alternative right now is you know solar energy, wind. Okay. Yeah. So that's well, yeah, that's what you're focusing on, solar. Solar. In, in what way? Solar panels or. Has, yes. Have we gone beyond solar panels? Is there more that we, that's solar, you know, um, yes. related? Yes. That I don't know about. So um, the hype right now, it's more on the Chunen. Um, it's more oh, of like storage. Storage. Okay. Yes. Solar storage, yes. kind of. Yes, okay. because the nature of solar, it, you know, happens only when the sun is up. Yes. And energy is usually real time. I mean, when it's produced, it has to be consumed. So mm. it's usually very expensive to have the technology to store energy, which is that the battery technology. It's often very bulky, expensive, and dangerous at the same time. So uh-huh. people are debating, like you know, the cost of creating, you know, the 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 lithium ion. Is it even environmentally friendly? Is it? it? It isn't right now. It isn't really. It isn't. Yeah, it isn't. Oh. And you know, even when talking about renewable energy, the we talk about the harmful effects of creating the panels. And mm. what happens if the panels are to be discarded? Mm. So people always talk about the you know the huizhou zizi. You know how do you recycle? recycle? Yeah, how do you handle the waste? So all this has to be really considered when you're talking about you know the efficiency of you know solar energy. But as where I stand and from my opinion, I think it's still a way forward. Simply because you know we have lands that are unused, we have rooftops that are unused, and we we have also water surfaces that are unused. Currently in Taiwan, if you do take the high-speed rail, 
So if you look out the window, you actually see there's a lot of solar um, panels are being built on the rooftops of uh, you know factories. Okay. Um, yeah. And even I do farms see that. on farms. Yang Se Ji Se. Yes. So this is actually really great that you know you do not take up lands that might be reserved for agriculture use, but mm-hmm. it's like a double utilization of you know a rooftop that is already established. And this is something that I am you know I'm really happy to see, especially in Taiwan. Um, you know the thing about solar is always about efficiency. So yeah. you know, like a hundred percent comes in. How much of that hundred percent is lost and ultimately turns into you know energy that we can use to power homes, offices. As um, technology increase and as well as cost goes down, there's something that you know today. Um, you know, people in this industry are hoping that the the cost of producing green energy will actually reduce because you know infrastructures are going down. And at the same time, we're seeing, you know, on the governmental side, legislation is actually supportive of that. You do have a business to deal with solar energy. Well, right now, um, I just exited a solar investment platform last year. So currently, what I'm doing is more on a consulting basis, and okay. I'm looking to be part of something great uh, in 2022. So currently, looking you know to be part of a, a solar firm. Uh-huh. Yeah, which has about you know three gigawatt of um, ac- assets right now. Could be that could be uh, one of the largest solar asset managers in Asia. Okay. So we're hoping to see you know how we could contribute to that, and also how do we um, you know bring the concept of renewable energy certificates you know to corporates. So are you self-teaching yourself about solar energy, about renewable energy, and all that kind of stuff? Because You're from a computer science background, but you don't you didn't learn these things. So you're you're like reading a lot of books. You're reading a lot of information. I mean, you're self teaching yourself. Are you trying to get a degree about it? <laughs> oh know. no, it, it it comes directly from actually doing the work itself. Yeah. So uh-huh. like in my last company was doing renewable. Oh, you learn as you as yes. you do the business. Okay. Yes. And uh, because uh, we had investors, um, and the investors are actually doing. Uh, they actually own solar assets. Yeah, quite quite massive amount of them, and in between, like I do have my like engineering CTO. Yes. Yeah, where I learn a lot of my solar, you know, the technology from him. Uh-huh. I go down to the um to the solar assets in uh, Yunling, Zhanghua. Uh-huh. Yeah, we climb the roof. We understand what's happening. That's southern Taiwan. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we actually do the work. We understand the construction process, the legal process, the finance process. I get to see like the efficiency on a daily basis. You know how do you do the you know the engineering part, the operation and maintenance? How do you maintain efficiency? So these are things that you you learn on the job, and obviously I'm I'm really really interested. So I took a huge interest to understand the technology, how this technology could actually become beneficial to 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 people in general. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm speaking with Darren Chua, who is the owner of Ideal Space, a workspace that offers all kinds of services, and also who works for Curves, a fitness center that's only for women. But in today's episode, he talks about his concern for renewable energy. So, what was the first thing you did when you realized that you really, really care about renewable energy and about solar energy and all that? How did you find? This company that you approached and learning from them as you work with them. Well, what I saw was uh, it was more of a finance game because I was thinking how could I make investments, you know, sustainable. How could you earn, you know, profits from investment that is actually, you know, beneficial to society.、Mm. So there's this term called impact investing. 
Yeah. So okay. BlackRock has did actually did a survey in 2019 in Taiwan where nine out of ten people in Taiwan would prefer their investments actually comes from you know investments that are socially and environmentally mm-hmm, mm-hmm, friendly. Mm-hmm. That means that you know I would not invest in a, a tobacco company. Right, like you know, if it's a listed company, I do I do not want to invest in to get returns from that. Right. And if I invest in any company, I would like to look, you know, at the uh, you know CSR report or ESG report. I would like to see that you know are they using a sustainable, um, oh yeah, you know, supply chain? Yeah. Do they hire uh, um, you know like fair wages, gender equality? Yeah. So I started okay. a company, and I found people who had the similar ideas, and I was very fortunate to find people. Who were from you know family offices, yeah. Uh, who own solar assets, uh, very prominent families in Taiwan. Okay. Um, I also found um, you know a law firm where four of their partners, they they believe in the idea, and instead of collecting money from me, they actually traded for shares. Oh, so okay. I could have just service in, you know in return for shares. You know, as an entrepreneur, I started a company myself to solve the problem that I was passionate in. That was how I started. Uh, raised a fund, um, got great people to join the company, and we started something. So that was my first step into, you know, renewable energy. You asked a question which was really important. Like, you know, what was the first thing I did? Yeah. And the first thing I did was actually to challenge myself and to listen to what people were saying about the negative side of, you know, green energy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think if I could convince myself, right, that you know, if the negative things that people were saying were untrue, yeah, then that would be actually you know meaningful. Yeah. So yeah. I like to listen to what other people were saying. I watch a lot of YouTube's. I watch a lot of documentaries about you know energy. What does it mean? I went to read a lot of books by prominent people like Bill Gates. Uh-huh. Yeah, and to understand what does it really mean? You know how the technology works. Because as a tech person, you know if the technology makes sense, you know that is you know about ninety percent done for me. And at the same time, I went around talking to people. Yeah, talking to people you know of big companies, uh, oil oh. and gas company. I went to you know, I went on LinkedIn. I messaged people. I went to find out. You know what? What does it really mean? And sometimes, you know, you you would like to ask an oil and gas company like BP. You know, what are you guys doing? You know, for the environment? Yeah. Mm. And, and these are questions that you know they 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 will find ways to say that okay, you know, we're still drilling for oil. Yeah, but on this side, you know, this is something else we are doing. I I went to do a lot of research on you know what energy is, you know how it works, and I was convinced along the way. And I realized, I, you know, at this instance in time, I think it's really important that you know we find alternative sources of clean energy that we could actually not, you know, it's just more to supplement, you know, our energy usage. So it's not possible right now that everything is powered by hundred percent renewable. Yeah. yeah. So I think at least a portion of it, you know, it works. What are some of the negative things that people have been saying about green energy? Well, they would think that it's untrue, and they, usually people use it for you know political points. And okay. um, uh, people can play again. Yes, and obviously, uh, we we spoke about nuclear just now. People say that oh, you know, I I I don't believe in solar. Let's go hundred percent nuclear. So there's always a debate on this. Yeah, which you know, I I don't see it on any side right now. People would say that you know we should go to nuclear. We should go back to focus on making uh you know oil and gas industry cleaner through regulations, through tax them a little bit more. Yeah, and we shouldn't oh. waste more time on solar. Um, something happened actually in Taiwan last year because majority of land in Taiwan that is suitable for solar, um, you know, for solar assets are actually based in the central and southern, central and southern Taiwan, southern Taiwan. Mm-hmm. and most of these lands are actually agricultural lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it became that you know there's this concept they say zhong tian or zhong dian, 
Oh. So it became like the landlords of this agricultural land, they were not renting the land to farmers. And oh. this actually impacted, you know, the lives of farmers or, and the agriculture you know, economy as a whole. So, so there were a lot of arable lands that were not given to farmers. Oh. And if you look, take a look at the finances, it makes sense. Because, let, for example, if you rent, uh, you know, an acre of land to a farmer, um, the landlord only might get, you know, like uh, 50,000 Taiwan a year. But if you rent it to someone who is doing solar, mm -hmm. because it's uh, revenue sharing, you can get up to 10 times that amount in a given year. Oh. So very naturally as a landlord, I would prefer you know, renting to a high income you know, revenue source. And that actually creates a, you know, a, a big impact where you know, the agriculture sector went down and people out of job. And that's where in, um, in Taiwan, they actually came in to, to, to regulate. So uh. currently in Taiwan, there's regulations that if you are going on a land-based solar asset, you actually need approval from Nong Wei Hui in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it created a lot of, you know, discussion, people were angry. But I actually supported the idea because that, you know, even in the cost of doing green, using green energy, we should not sacrifice another aspect of the economy, which is agriculture, which is also important. Mm -hmm, there are yeah. people's lives at stake. Uh, Especially and, now that more people are into health eating. You exactly. Know, or, you know, go vegetarian. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, so Nongwei Hui would be the Council of Agriculture, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, well, that's good. Somebody's regulating. I mean, yeah, the government needs to play in this sometimes when it gets too messy. But what do you think about renewable energy? What's right and wrong? I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Are you changing your house so that it's more green? I don't know. What are you doing? For me, usually, that's something that is beautiful about Taiwan for me as well is that, you know, people have the habit of doing the recycling, like Hui So. Like even the very simple um, practice of sorting your trash, right? Like yeah. from where I was from, you know, being born in Singapore and in a lot of countries, you know, we, we do not really sort our trash. Really? Okay. Yeah, we just dump it everything, package oh. it up and we dump oh. it anywhere, oh. right? But in, in Taiwan, we, we see that, you know, even the households, mm -hmm. right? Like when I first came here, it was really like a, a culture shock for me <laughs> that I had to sort my trash. <laughs> I need to wash like the, the plastic cups. After getting into this, you know, I, I got more aware of how I was using stuff. Like, you know, mm. I try not to, you know, use one use plastics. Mm. I try to be, you know, use recyclable materials. Good. We even ch choose like, you know, our uh, you know washing machine that has like, you know, the, the four stars, Ooh. energy stars, stuff like that. We thank you for contributing to Taiwan and loving Taiwan and being here and offering so much of your service. Thank you so much for people like you. Thank you, Darren. Thank you.